Welcome to the Proclaim podcast, where we sit down with missionary disciples and talk all things around sharing Jesus with others. So today we have two special guests on our podcast, Heather Kim uh, with Life Restoration Ministries and is also a co-host of the very popular Abiding Together podcast, and Joseph San Jose, missionary with Catholic Christian Outreach. Uh, Joe, you're also a singer, songwriter, and a worship leader. Heather, you're also a worship leader. This is neat. Um, and uh, Joe, you can also <laughs> sometimes, yeah. Joe's uh, music can be found, um, I think, on Spotify, Apple Music, all the different places, Joseph San Jose Music. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, just a, a wonderful creator, prayer uh, leader, um, all that stuff. Both of you are just uh, amazing disciples who have found ways to use the gifts that God has uh, bestowed on you to continue the mission. So thank you so much for taking the time to uh, to have a discussion with me. Now, your respective ministries are impacting many across Canada, the U.S., and around the world, but uh, you're also local to our archdiocese here in Vancouver, and I think that's what's going to make this conversation quite unique. Uh, the local expression um, is something that you understand here in Vancouver. And at the same time, you're in touch with the wider church and the experiences of those in different ministries uh, that are more structured to diocesan activity, but also to movements, ecclesial movements, and just all the different uh, ways in which the laity are uh, are finding uh, op- new opportunities to minister to uh, to the people of God. So thank you again for taking the time to be with the Proclaim podcast right now. Yeah, thanks for having us. This is great. Looking forward to our conversation. It's a pleasure. Awesome. So the reason why I asked both of you to come on is because at the beginning of January 2023, you had uh, similar experiences at different conferences. Heather, you were at the SEEK conference hosted by Focus Fellowship of Catholic University Students. And Joe, you were at the SLG conference hosted by Catholic Christian Outreach. I think SLG stood for Student Leadership Gathering. Yeah. yeah, it it doesn't ring quite as catchy as Seek. If we tried to say it, it would be slug. But slug. <laughs> there you go. Good. Maybe Heather, I can ask uh, of you first. You know, give us a little bit of description of what Seek was all about. Yeah, so just for a reference point for people who don't know maybe what Focus is, it's similar to CCO in that they're missionaries on college campuses um, trying to bring people into relationship with Jesus and the church. And so they have this annual gathering. I think they've done it different ways. But this year it was in St. Louis and there was pretty close to 20,000 college students and leaders that that came together in this huge dome <laughs> um, right in the heart of St. Louis. So it was it was pretty spectacular to just be there with that many Catholics. It was kind of like Catholic Disneyland, but without rides and stuff and stuff <laughs> like that. But it was kind of funny because even in the hotel lobby, you know, there's like six different elevators going up and down and one door would open and it would be full of bishops. And then the next one would open and it's full of, you know, CFRs like Franciscan friars or, or whatever. So it was just like quite a unique experience um, that I don't think I've ever had in Canada at quite that, that level, you know? So, so it was, it was wonderful. Um, but the gathering was yeah to come, to bring everybody together, to ignite uh, this deeper sense of mission, um, but also to expose people to what actually is happening in the church, the good work that people are doing, um, and invite them into their greater purpose and what God is calling them to do. 
Okay, thanks, Heather. Mm -hmm. Seek started, I think, as a just as a university student conference, and then, like you said, it's it's grown. So I followed you on Instagram and uh, followed the Seek channel as well, and I saw podcast recordings and uh, diocesan leaders and different ministries that were able to highlight what they were doing and share that with university students. So it really became kind of a a bigger expression and maybe a more uh, full expression of of the church in the United States. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. I I mean, they have main sessions, they had live podcasts, like lots of different uh, Catholic podcasters live podcasting throughout the weekend. Then they had booths where all these different religious orders were set up. Like it was just a fantastic expression of all the ways that people bring their gifts to the church, bring their gifts to the table. It was was amazing. I gave a breakout session. Sounds like, oh yeah, a little breakout session. It was for 1500 people. Like just (laughs) the size was like, it was mind blowing. It was quite overwhelming. Um, but really hopeful. That's what I took from it more than it just being like, wow, there's lots of people here. I was like, wow, I'm just filled with so much hope that yeah. that there are people that are out here with the fire of God in their heart trying to spread, you know, the good news. Yeah, that's great. Thanks, Heather. Joe, you were at a conference in Calgary, the SLG conference, SLUG or SLG. Yeah. <laughs> so can you share it with us a little bit about uh, what it what it was and, and the hope that CCO had for the conference? Yeah, totally. Um, so the student leadership gathering, I would say, is literally in terms of scale, like 1% the size of Seek. <laughs> just over 200 people there. And it was the fruit of just recognizing that our usual conference that we put on around end of December, early January, which is known as Rise Up, which we are doing again this coming December. Um, we just weren't able to do this year for a lot of different reasons. Um, but we really saw an opportunity to kind of go small <clears throat> and go a little bit local and have a different approach to it. Um, so we had the, the opportunity to really fo- um, get a sense of focusing on our leaders, our leaders on campus who have already been engaged with CCO in some shape or form. These wouldn't necessarily be brand new people for whom Rise Up might be more appropriate. Um, so we just saw an opportunity to go deep with a, a, a smaller select group of people. And so the different things that we did with that was we targeted towards leaders. There was the intentional change in the title of the event, leadership gathering. Um, And we kind of kept the invitations pretty small that it would be targeted just to the campuses that we had missionaries on. Whereas something like Rise Up would be much more open door where pretty much anybody who is a young adult would come. So this was a smaller scale event, um, but it was, we felt it was more focused and more targeted and um, we we could go a little bit more intense with a very strong um, slant towards it being a gathering of leaders. Okay. So what were some of the key messages that were uh, communicated at the conference? Yeah. Uh, one of the, one of the scripture passages that formed a lot of the the heart behind what we wanted to communicate at SLG came from Jeremiah one, the call of Jeremiah, um, kind of the prophetic call of somebody like Jeremiah, where the Lord says, do not say I am too young. Um, and I will, I myself will put my words in you. And so there was this, um, call to the universal call to mission that every single person who was at that at this gathering um, had a prophetic call and uh, that um, that the Lord wanted to call them out of themselves, out of whatever they might find themselves in and into a very specific, definite leadership role and leadership opportunity within the church and on their campuses. Um, so, yeah, that, that was kind of the, the sharp point that we wanted to, to bring home is uh, going from going from who they are and who who God has made them to be before the womb I formed you and I knew you 
and do not say I am too young and directing them into action towards the end of it. Okay. Well, Heather, I'm gonna, I was going to ask the same question. What are the key messages? But it sounds like there were so many different messages, uh, you know, with all the different breakouts, workshops, uh, you know, festivals, whatever you want to call it. But what would you say were some of the themes or perhaps from your experience, some of the, like, the directed messages that kind of came through or resonated as you were observing, listening, presenting? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the theme of the entire conference was was your called. So it's actually very similar to what mm. uh, Joe's experience was. And the scripture that they chose to kind of drive the whole week was from Matthew 10, verse 49, that says, fear not, rise, he is calling you. And so I think just unpacking that in a variety of different ways, you know, different speakers did different things. But but one of the ones that stood out to me the most, it was just incredibly beautiful. Father Josh Johnson and Sister Miriam James Hydland on one of the evenings before a time of adoration, both spoke and Father Josh broke open, you know, some of the stories of Peter in the Bible. And Sister Miriam's talk was really about like, what is the voice that we're listening to and how God is singing, you know, the song of songs over our life. And, and often we don't hear that because we're listening to another voice. And there's mm. another song that's being sung, you know, by the enemy. And it's like slightly out of tune, and <laughs> not quite right. Um, yeah. But it's a song that we often end up singing ourselves to ourselves that's filled with lies and deception and things that just aren't the truth of God. And so really it was a call to um, allow Jesus. It's like easy to talk about the going out part. That's really exciting. Uh, but often underlying in our own hearts, there's a lot of fear and deception and lies and agreements with the enemy that hold us back uh, from truly living out this call. So that was one in particular that really stood out to me that I thought was quite impactful for everybody who attended. Okay. Yeah. It's like one of those catchy songs that, you know, just have bad messages, but just gets stuck in your head over and over again. Yeah. And then it animates your day and kind of directs Mm -hmm. your activity and actions. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, like I said, both of you have this opportunity to underst- uh, to experience the the expression of the church uh, sort of broadly and, and outside of the Archdiocese of Vancouver. Now, when we look at our own archdiocese, and certainly we can see that there are challenges, opportunities, um, and in particular, I'd say one of the main challenges that we see are uh, the opportunity for young adults to engage in ministry and evangelization and building up the mission of the church. Um, is there anything that you might see in terms of what your experience was at the conference that could be helpful for our local diocese? Yeah, um, the first thing that comes to mind is um, like we still had a very strong emphasis at SLG to give um, people an opportunity to encounter Jesus, even though it was a leadership gathering. Like we didn't start off, okay, here's some leadership principles and training and that kind of thing. I mean, the very first night was still very much everybody at the conference uh, being given the opportunity to hear the gospel message and to hear what Jesus did for them um, and to have an opportunity to go to the sacrament of reconciliation and have some time in Eucharistic adoration. And so there was still a lot of like, let's meet Jesus and encounter him again. Um, And I would say that any, and a major takeaway of that is we can never encounter Jesus enough in anticipating a missionary call or a ministry response that um, no matter how long you've been in the church or how long you've been involved, like any, any desire to respond in mission or to do something within the archdiocese has to begin with that initial or re-encounter with Jesus 
in a deep and profound way that there are things that he's that he desires to to bring out and to heal and encounter you in and that brings that brings the the supernatural life that enables mission to happen and so we were very deliberate and intentional with that um even to even to the point of like we had the opportunity of it being so small scale like having 200 um participants and almost 100 workers <laughs> like the the ratio of like missionary workers to participants was almost like one to two or one to three which is wildly inefficient in the eyes of the world but but deeply effective because we were able to have deep conversations throughout the three days and everybody was well accompanied at this conference we had um we had a session where andre renier the founder of catholic christian outreach unpacked some basics on how to have a prayer life and a relationship with god and then we dove into a half hour of prayer uh, i don't know that we've ever done a conference where we taught people how to pray and and andre walked 200 people through a time of prayer and we had people around who could accompany people and so yeah just the deep intentionality of putting first things first um uh, building up to kind of the missionary apostolic response um so yeah like if, if that's for anybody in in the archdiocese um, feeling a call or or just feeling the tug to act is and it um, to begin with um, meeting Jesus again and then seeing where he sends you, I think is, is an, a very great place to start. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe another way to frame the question would be to think for the, for the local person here in Archdiocese who's, who's hearing about this conference and hearing about all of the sort of the grand uh, expressions of the church and all that, you know, and yet we're all called to greatness personally, what would you have to say? What, what would you like to say to that one person who's hearing about the conference, but thinking, okay, what, what could I do in, in the mission uh, here in Vancouver? Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with Joe that it begins with your own encounter with Jesus, that it yeah. has to go beyond, Oh, I've been to a thing and that was really cool. And, and like, I want to get together with other people that there's nothing wrong with that. That's, that's great. <laughs> you know, but um I am from here. I grew up here. I know what yeah. it's like to go to parishes that don't have a lot of money or don't have people who are hired in ministry. And and it can look pretty dire, you know, in a lot of places in our diocese. And I've also seen incredible movements of the Holy Spirit here. Even when I was like 14 years, 15 years old, I went down to a conference in the States, a youth conference. I, it blew my mind. I had this deep encounter with God. And what came from that was a desire to have other people share that with me and to provide that for them. That's mission, you know, in, in a way it's like the, the heart sparks and out of that comes a desire to share what's been given. And when I came back here, I just started inviting other young people over for like a Bible study and we sang some songs and it was in my parents' basement and all of a sudden 50 kids are coming like in little Abbotsford, you know, in somebody's basement gathering together to pray. And so in one way, like we want to be able to offer our best, but it doesn't have to look like how everybody else is doing it. The Holy Spirit is not contained to just the big and the flashy, although that's great too. You know, it's not to say yeah. that there's anything negative about that, yeah. but, but, but the point is being connected to Jesus and have it coming from an authentic place of encounter and inviting people into that is really the key for any good ministry. That's what the apostles did. They started two by two, you know, they went out there, they're hitting the streets with just their sandals like that. This is um, I think more relatable to our archdiocese here. Yeah. And, um, and I think anybody can do that. Anybody, no matter where they're at can invite Jesus into their heart 
to ignite a flame of passion, of love for him that can extend out to other people in a broken world. Yeah, that's amazing. One of the, I think one of the sort of not well-known kind of gifts that we have here in our archdiocese is that many parishes have Eucharistic adoration chapels. And for those listening, if you've got a, a chapel nearby or, or you, you wanted to seek out a, a, a church, a parish that has a Eucharistic adoration chapel, spending time with the Lord is really what, what you're saying is what you're, what, what you're both saying, encountering Jesus, letting him spark something in your heart and then acting um, on it. I remember actually a conference that I went to years ago and, of course, was invited to uh, to lead a, a, a small group face study, and I ended up going on an exchange um, an exchange to New Zealand's like right after it, and so I took the studies with me in my in my suitcase, and you know tried to invite some some strangers, some New Zealand students that I had never met before uh, to a to a face study, and certainly saw the Holy Spirit move move in all of that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I and I think, you know, there's this temptation like. And this does not diminish the primary place of encounter within our own heart, because I believe that with everything I am. <laughs> like that's my yeah. my greatest work is like how can how am I growing in intimacy with Jesus on the daily, not just in the one moment, one big moment yeah. in my life. But there is a temptation for it to stay there, yeah. or if it is for it to stay within a very small circle of like just our family, just our you know closest people. And of course, yeah, they're our primary avenue by which we should be loving. But here in this diocese, what I would love to see is people to be willing to step out beyond that. You know, people who would be willing willing to get their hands in the dirt and get into the vineyard. Yep. And and that's where I, I would love to see. Um, that's where I think we have an area to grow. Yeah. And where I would love to see more movement. Yeah. Yeah. Life Restoration and Proclaim shares a similar word in its mission, and that's to awaken. And of course, the awakening is is really about allowing Jesus to um, to stir within our hearts uh, everything that we were created to be, uh, which is a disciple and a missionary, or to have an uh, to have an apostle's heart to be sent out to to the to the world. Yeah, Joe, you had something. Yeah, I would add that. Um, like, what would I want people to take away from hearing about these conference experiences? If I was just the average Vancouver churchgoer is that perhaps you might be thinking, oh, well, I didn't get to go to SLG. I didn't get to go to SEEK. And like, I don't know when the next conference type experience is. So I'm going to wait till that thing shows up before I do anything about it. And, you know, that would, that would, that would be a, a logical kind of conclusion. Um, and, but, and by the way, there are things happening that you could go to. I mean, I know Heather's putting on a, a retreat for women soon. And there's one for men in the fall, a little plug there. And I know that Proclaim does... Um, the upper room conference here and there. So there are those, there are those opportunities. Um, But I would say you wouldn't even need to wait. I think if you're listening to this and you desire something more in your life in terms of um, really responding to the Lord or hearing a call from the Lord, the way Jeremiah did, or the way Matthew did is actually, you can go to Sunday mass this coming Sunday with a different disposition other than just going to mass come with a disposition of like, Lord Jesus I want to encounter you again through this mass with it's maybe not the greatest preaching and not the greatest music, but my disposition is different because I want what Heather and Joe experienced. And you best believe that that's possible this coming Sunday or literally what Eric said at the Adoration Chapel right now, you can hang up this podcast, turn off the car and go to the Adoration Chapel and hear a call from the Lord in that moment. And that would be the place to start. I mean, a lot of people 
may, might not know that Andre Renier's testimony begins with him just going to any Sunday mass um, in St. Albert and encountering the Lord at that moment. That's, that's, a lot, that's where Andre's story began, which led to him being involved with CCO and, and beginning CCO and getting involved with other ministries at that point. But, but it's literally possible this minute, if you wanted to, or this coming Sunday, to begin this journey where you can have a conference-like experience with the Lord and hear the call of Jesus and then be given the grace to do something about it. Mm-hmm. That's so good. And I think the benefit of these conferences that seem so <laughs> unrealistic and unattainable in, in some ways, especially here in Canada, um, is that for me, going to them, it allows me to see what's possible. Yeah. And, and they're not perfect by any by any stretch either, you know, but but it allows me to see what's possible. Then and, th- and that inspires me. You know, it inspires me to go beyond like the mediocrity that that I might experience or see around me. And it inspires me to want more. Like I think God wants that. God wants us to have these amazing experiences of him in in community. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. yes, in the quiet, in the secret, like those are so, so special and to experience it in the context of community to see you know how can we bring light to the darkness in this world we've all had the opportunity to be on the other side of conferences meaning we've we've planned them and uh i mean listening to both of you and your hearts and i I know where your heart comes from and the desire for jesus to be proclaimed and to capture um capture each of the participants in a way that they've never been um, encountered by, by the Lord before. And of course, to spark them into mission. Um, sometimes I don't know if this, this happens for you, but it certainly happens for me. And I'm going to throw, you know, upper room right into this and uh, kind of share a little bit of my, my own heart with it. Sometimes I feel like a conference that offers, you know, some sense of excitement and sort of high production could end up being just like a flash in the pan or a, a moment of excitement that may not um, stick or may not be called, call people into action. So, um, you know, for our, I guess, our constituents and, and those we get to be in ministry with, and, and particularly here in the Archdiocese of Vancouver, yeah, I, I have a, not a concern and maybe a little bit of a concern, but, but also, a, you know, a desire to want to see, you know, the conferences that we put out here, the retreats, um, offer uh, a greater depth in relationship with Jesus uh, for its participants, and then, of course, to go out. Yeah, yeah this is a huge desire for us as well at Life yeah. Restoration. Like Jake and I are constantly asking this question. Like, I, I don't want to create events where people just come and consume. That's the last thing I want. I'm willing to pull the plug on everything if that's what's going on. You know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm constantly asking the question: What is gonna, what is gonna move people, both in their relationship with God, their own personal conversion, and also to move them out of their home, out of their little circle, um, to offering their gifts to the church and to the world? Because yeah we need people in the vineyard. Like we need people who will bring their gifts and talents and strengths and then their God-given genius to the church right now, especially here locally. So we've been brainstorming a lot of ideas about how to accompany people in the in-between because yeah. events, yeah, they're great. Um, but it's the little things like the, the moments where we're gathering yeah. in small groups with people that we're journeying with on the daily and the weekly that are going to, I think, help move things. But people need formation yes. and they and they need they they don't know what they need in some ways. So they might be consuming, you know, the Father Mike Schmitz and the Bishop Robert Barron. And those are great and they play a part. But in the overall process, you know, in their humanity, are they being formed well? Do they have a spiritual life? Like you said, Joe, like where they're learning how to pray. 
like the the real nitty gritty of like what it means to be holy. Mm-hmm. And so so we're exploring a lot of those things as well and hoping to offer them uh, to people locally very soon. Yeah, it's really the the art of like following up after these big, I guess, catalyst events. And I think it's important to have these catalyst events because it's there to spark um, to spark new motion, to spark new life in, in certain areas. And I know so many so many um, of my own experiences and big kind of landmark moments with the Lord have happened at these kinds of conferences. And so they're very important even for me personally, but that, uh, yeah, like having a, a, some kind of really intentional thought process in how to journey with these people long-term, like Heather is saying is really important. And I guess that would be one of the advantages to having a small scale event with 200 people or less is like, we're able to actually keep track of those stories and, totally. and follow up with those people over the long run. I didn't think the conversation would go here, but this is great. I, I love where we're going. So um, I want to talk a little bit about the in-between, Heather. You, you kind of use that term, and I'm, I'm guessing it's really in-between conferences, in-between retreats. You almost have these kind of like <clears throat> stakes or, you know, fence posts that occur uh, within the, you know, the context of, of ministry annually, semi-annually, whatever you want to call them. But there's important and necessary work that happens in between and uh, I think both of you use the term accompaniment as um, as a necessary part of the in-between. Um, and Joe, you use the word catalyst. I've also heard CCO use the word momentum. Um, so let's go there. What you know? What are some of the things that a conference like? Let's let's step out of the conference conversation a bit and and step into the in-between. You know, what does that in-between accompaniment look like? Mm-hmm. Well, I would say one of the things is our life is not meant to be, you know, lived in parts. Yeah. You know, that Jesus isn't supposed to be just in certain parts of our life, but in in everywhere, everywhere, in every place, in every, where when we go to work, when we're with friends, when we're being a student, you know, when we're a mother, father, whatever it might be, like Jesus is supposed to be in all of those parts. And for most of us, we don't know how to do that. We know how to show up on Sunday. We know how to pray our devotions. We know how to, you know, maybe even go to adoration or, you know, those are all good good, good things, you know, but how yeah. do we bring them into all the parts? And, and that cannot be done in isolation. We need other people to journey with us, to, to reflect back to us places that we can't see where we may have sin, where we may have pride that's creeping in, where our, our self-reliance is really, really strong in certain areas. So how do we grow into men and women who have Jesus in every part of our life and, and are living an integrated faith? I think that's one piece, but Joe, what were you going to say? Yeah, like I think when you, when you try and understand, I guess, the continuum of your spiritual life. And because I, I think for a lot of people, the the very idea of a spiritual life, um, I guess, comes to them at these big landmark events. Like, oh, I've started my relationship with the Lord or my walk with Jesus at this conference or at this retreat or that kind of thing. Um, and then, yeah, it can easily become a like life between conferences or life between retreats. Um, but I think the accompaniment aspect, and I think um, we do really well when we help people understand. Um, actually, this is why I love the 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 motto or the tagline of Proclaim. It's a life lived on mission. That it is, mm-hmm. a, it's like a continuum. That it, it's something that we must persevere in. And those conferences and and retreat experiences are really there to help. Um, yeah, catalyze the next step. But it really is just some. It's a walk that I'm continuing that I'm living on. And it's just a shift in perspective or a shift in a mindset of like, yeah, I got to go to the next conference and that's how I'm continuing my spiritual life. 
but actually it, it's there to help. But my spiritual life is in all those things that Heather is describing in the day to day, in my relationships, in, in the different ways that the Lord is bringing more of himself in my life in, in little ways and in big ways. Mm-hmm. And, and I think we have to be aware of like, what are we allowing ourselves to be fed by? And where do we need to find other things that balance that out? Because I think many people flip over into like an emotionalism mm-hmm. in their relationship with God, that it has to be about the next emotional high, or like, it's all about how I feel about it. And if I don't feel like it, I'm not doing it. Um, and, and then on the alternative that we can also slip into a dogmatism, you know, where it's very much about what I do and just changing my behavior, but my heart isn't engaged, you know, and, and with both of those extremes can, can come a lot of difficulty, but a lot of separation actually in our relationship with God and in our relationship with one another. Mm-hmm. And I think to find places where we are allowed to let our hearts beat hard you know, with, with like the real things that are going on within us and bring those to Jesus, but also engaging our head um, in, in the beauty and the teachings of the church so that we understand why it is that we believe what we believe. I think often we are just go to two extremes and we don't try to find this middle place where it's both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is an important conversation for proclaim uh, because proclaim isn't just about a formula or a program or, or some way of trying to implement a strategy. It really is about a movement, uh, a movement of people who are willing to live their life on mission, uh, to be awakened to proclaim Jesus in their homes and in their communities. And that requires a change in the way of life. And uh, a way of life uh, includes, of course, you know, understanding the key messages of our faith and um, adhering to them, growing in a life of virtue and understanding the mission territory that we've each been uniquely called to. You know, as we've had this conversation, here's here's one thing that's that's coming to mind for me as as I think about conferences and the I guess that way of life and the accompaniment for Proclaim. Uh, I would have a, a hope and an expectation for m- those who have bought into and understand the mission of Proclaim to to live a life on mission to consider accompanying people to conferences, meaning. In the in-between, before the conference, think about the people that you might be journeying with in life, in your parish, in your community, and invite them to continue this journey together, to come to a conference together, to experience and to allow for the Holy Spirit to spark something, and then to walk away together with uh, sort of a, a common language, experience, prompting to seek the Holy Spirit, and then to return to their communities, to their parishes, and to engage in the mission together, either by accompaniment of each other and inviting others, or by you know helping some of the uh, the missional work that's being done in the life of the parish. So maybe I'm going to ask each of you, well, what's one big idea that's kind of prompted or, or come up as a result of our conversation that you'd love for our Proclaim listeners to hear? I feel like for me, it's just a confirmation of, um, well, for me, one, I'm like, I'm not alone. Look at you two out there, you know, just like bringing your gifts to the table and, and really allowing God to use you right where you are. And I'm so appreciative of your yes to God and, and what that means for our, for our diocese here and our people here. Um, but I think just also kind of a confirmation that this direction that I feel like Jake and I are going in the in focusing more on the in-between, you know, like those those events that we do are really important and we will continue to do those. Um, but also in the in-between that the things we're developing, I feel like are are really important and something that that I want to be able to offer. And so I wonder what God is stirring in the hearts of people listening, you know, mm-hmm. like what do they want to offer? What do they feel like God wants them to offer as well? 
Yeah, I think um, I have a desire for anybody listening to this. Yeah, to find, you know, if there is a conference or retreat or an opportunity that you're contemplating going is to like ride that wave and, and jump on that train as, as soon as you can. But also at the same time, you don't have to wait till then to to do something about it. Like, um, I mean, another way of saying conference is, is pilgrimage. Another way of saying conference is um, go to mass, but with a different expectation than or with a new expectation or maybe one that you never had. That if you if you if you come to the Lord with an expectation, he, you know, um, he wants to grant the deepest desires of your heart. Um, and so there's a way to kind of respond to what you're hearing today as you're hearing this. And there's something that you can receive from the Lord, whether it's a call or um, a new uh, sense of renewal in your own life today, if you wanted, because the Lord sees the expectations of our hearts and he, he never wants to let us down. That's so good. I'm going to leave, uh, maybe we'll pause there because I'll leave it with you, Heather and Joe, with those last words. Thank you so much for taking the time to have a conversation with our Proclaim constituents. Great to be with you. Thank you very much. It was a lot of fun.